Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We were recording late on actual physical Memorial Day. Sorry if you were expecting the Sunday pod. We figured that you guys could figure out that we were, you know, holiday weekend. This is like Sunday. Yeah, it feels like Sunday. Have you ever seen that Seinfeld episode where no, the days have feels? Like Tuesday has a feel. You know what I mean? Like I do, Yeah, I, understand. I haven't seen that, but yeah. I understand. Sunday has a feel. Like it, this feels, feels like, like a Sunday. Sunday. I agree. And it's also like I was I was driving back from the Lake of the Ozarks, and all I could think about were your McCarney windy jokes the whole time. <laughs> I don't even have to do it anymore. Because I'm getting blown Perfect. off the road. It's a Big 12 win, no doubt about it. Shout out here to um, our friends and our presenting sponsor at Mechdyne, the Mechdyne Corporation. It does a lot of technology work with Iowa State. They work with colleges and universities all around the world. They design and deliver high-tech classrooms, innovation centers, campus security systems, campus-wide fiber networks, and more. Check out what Mechdyne can do for any school or business at mechdyne.com. Yes, if you are a business here in Central Iowa, it doesn't matter. Or you could be listening to the podcast in Delaware. I don't know why I always pick Delaware for like my random state that I throw out, but um, the Blue Hens are uh, friends of ours. I talked the, to a guy uh, last month, the big listener in Boston. Oh, there you go. It's kind of close to Delaware. So maybe he needs uh, some services from Mechdyne, Could. all the stuff that I just read off. You Never should know. go to mechdyne.com. Real quick to another uh, sponsor of ours, A-plus Lawn and Landscape. Mm-hmm. I just got my notification, the Sharp and Lube appointment tomorrow. <laughs> You put it out there, and then they they come and they sharpen your blades and lube up the old mower for Mm -hmm. you. You don't even got to do anything. How phenomenal is that? All right, uh, shout out to those guys. Let's get after it. We have a juicy podcast coming up for you guys today. We are on AJ Green Watch. Tyrese Hunter makes a commitment. Jamie Pollard calls out the NCAA. All sorts of good stuff. But first, we can't start the podcast without listening to our friends at English. Bring the horns really quickly. I totally botched that. I didn't get the... It's all right. Yeah, you know, people... Abbreviated version. I feel like people understand. Tuesday, most people are listening to this. The day's yeah. already... Or the week's already gone. We're all... Let's fo- go. We're all foggy. Yeah. <laughs> good good word. Foggy. Spent the weekend at the uh, Lake of the Ozarks. How long a drive is that for you? Well, it, that depends on the urination... Situation. Situation with the girls. Situation. Got it. Now, I was super proud of my crew on the way back. We did not stop. We let we stopped right when we left to gas up. We did not stop. Five hours. Wow. 
Good work from the the Williams women. I always play and Dirks. The and, dog went too, and right? me, bro. Like, <laughs> like I'm old say. now. <laughs> and you I'm, were I'm the only biggest, one drinking coffee. I'm the old man now. It's different. I get it. I should I, I should respect that. A lot older than I am. Yeah, you know the whole um, the deal going down though, because you you know like you I drink like a pot of coffee all day. I had to stop twice. The old bladder is just not what it once was. <laughs> but you know, you young people, it's coming. Yeah, it really is. You know, the whole, um, although I don't know if people care. Like, so I went to a dirt race on Saturday night, like a really big one. Okay. It was one of the like top, like five dirt races all year in the entire country. And I bet I had 10 bush lights. Right. Didn't even feel it. <laughs> craft beer. Totally normal the next day. Um, I, I'm, I, I, I don't know what I would have blown. I, I had a driver, my dad right. drove for me yeah. and my brother-in-law, but, um, it I, I didn't, right? I did not even feel mm-hmm. remotely buzzed for it, it. But like, if I have two IPAs, like <laughs> the next days of, yeah, you know, trouble. it's just weird it how is. your body reacts well, to things differently when you get older. Cause you, the, the IPAs get me, man. Like your tolerance to bush light is off the charts. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Jeez. And it is water, basically. Yeah, well, it's, but, but we sit here, though, like, when we hang out, we drink Cody Road. Like, we literally, like, so, like, then you bring on a bush light, it's and nothing. It's, it doesn't really phase do, you. Do, but the IPA, I'm, I'm with you. The, I do a couple IPAs, and yeah, 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 you're feeling it a little bit. Not the bush lights, though. No. Uh, anyways, yeah. um, that's totally off topic. <laughs> Did you have a good, you just stayed home with the kids, home. Right? It was a uh, lot of outdoors at activities and then when the kids went to bed i binged some stranger things really yeah what is that netflix i've, I've heard of it no, it's 80s style like goonies and oh, okay. uh, but, but sci-fi but i and i didn't think i'd like it either this is season four though um and i've watched the previous three great stuff great character development in this show good for you yeah i was so i, I got through four of the seven of the first whatever they got like two different chapters with the uh, the season, and the next chapter is coming later. I think around July fourth, maybe. So yeah, good for yeah, you. Product- it was productive. It was relaxing. Finally, a weekend. Yeah, to relax. I, yeah, I, I no, it was a good weekend down at the lake. Uh, really nice weather. The uh, I watched a lot of racing, which is that's what in my house growing up Memorial Day weekend is is all about. So I hope you guys all had a, a great long weekend as well. We Absolutely. do have a lot to get to. AJ Greenwatch Brent continues to be a day 75. This is the most drawn out recruitment I can remember. Now, and I don't blame AJ. Like he's mm-hmm. just from what I understand, he has workouts. I think he worked out for somebody today actually. Um, right? And then tomorrow and then I think Wednesday, Thursday at the latest will be the AJ Green decision based off of what I've been told. I believe he will be going to college unless something happens here in the next like 48 hours where he gets some sort of an NBA guarantee. From what I was told on Friday, he did not have an NBA guarantee. If that's the case, he comes back to college. You prove yourself against some of the best competition you can, and then you give it a go again next year from what I understand now again though but as of Friday these two visits weren't they weren't scheduled scheduled either so really who knows I I would put my money on AJ Green coming back to college then you make a decision between Iowa State and Duke 
I like Iowa State in that one, but who knows? So for those unfamiliar, these NBA workouts, they're not, right now, they're not just one-on-one situations. It's a lot of group workouts. And so like the Pacers, for example, bring in six guys. And they'll bring in usually six guards that they could all compare at the same time. So they're competing against one another. Yes. And the nice thing for them is they know, okay, I've got, like, so, so for example, AJ went, is going to this thing. I think it was, he's going tomorrow. I guess I saw it on Twitter. It was AJ, um, Christian Brown from Kansas, who we know well, and a couple other guys all in the same workout. And so it allows then the teams to not just say, okay, you're working out against four cones in a shooting net. No, you're going against somebody else, and they can say, okay, I like this guy, I like his size, I like whatnot. So, does the that, fact that he got brought back this late in the process mean that somebody may be close? No, I don't think so. I think okay. they realize that he is a NBA-capable player at some point in his future. And so they want a lot. A lot of times they'll bring in a really good player like him to compare him to somebody else. And it's, you're almost playing a comparison game more than, okay, let's bring him back like it's a second interview for a job. Now, it's a little bit like that. If they didn't like him... They yeah, wouldn't bring yeah. him back to compare. From but what this, I understand, these two teams he's bu- he's worked out before. for. All right. Yeah, but yeah. so I think it's one where it's like, yeah, he's pretty good last time, but let's see him in a different setting against these more, I would say, more NBA-ready type players and go from there. Now, the problem is, if he's going to forego college to the NBA, you need to either be guaranteed a draft pick, which will not happen. Like, no one's going to say, hey, AJ, with our 51st pick, we're going to take you. It's just unlikely. Now, a team could tell him, hey, man, we like you. We do have an NBA two-way spot available. Would you? Be, is that something that... But I, I do not see this early in the process a team telling him that. Like, I think that'd be very rare because you have to keep in mind, Chris, one, it's rare to do it this early, but two, it's not... You, get, you don't get two of those every offseason. It's two total. And so if you already have a guy locked up into a two-way, you can't just boot him out to get somebody else. And so the spots really are limited. So it's not like these teams are swimming in two-way contracts. So long story short, I'm glad for him he's getting a second look because that means they like his potential as an NBA player, but I don't necessarily think that that's detracting from Iowa State's chances here. And regardless, we will know by Wednesday. And that will be a make-or-break day for next year's basketball team, really. I mean, It it does. You go from... Honestly, eighth you go from 8th to 10th in the Big 12 to 5th or 6th. Yeah. Just like that. Because the Big yeah. 12 is really weird this year, and we're going to talk about it. We just jump right into is it. Is 8th to 10th? I mean, I, they're going to really have a hard time scoring without they need AJ. A, they, need, they need AJ to score. Yeah. Or else you're in these Four. worse than last year. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. I, I think so, too. I mean, unless, but you're, you're probably better defensively than last year, but you're worse offensively. Unless or Williams or... or Really surprises me with his growth offensively, which is possible. Holmes. Holmes. The other guy you're thinking of. Yep. And then um, maybe King, Eli, and Trey. You know, two guys we really haven't seen yet. We don't know. Lipsy's not going to be a scorer yet. Maybe down the road. I think Watson's young. He's got a chance. I a like freshman, Watson a lot. But he's going he's gonna to have a longer, in my opinion, just from seeing him, he's going to take a longer time to play than I think Eli will. He He's probably the... Best NBA prospect in this group, though, right? I would agree of the okay. freshmen for yeah. sure. Yep. That's what I think too. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's so early for them, and then we'll see. I mean, you, you hope the growth. Maybe Gabe shoots a little better, but you can't you can't count on that. And the bigs are going to be better, but not neither of these guys, Ward or, or 
Oshuni. We're gonna work on that. It's our guy. Our our huge offensive guys. Now I think I think uh, Oshun is is better right now than Ward, but he's not gonna be a guy who's gonna throw and get him get him sixteen points. So Green would really help. I mean, Green would open up the floor, spread things out, and he ultimately comes in starter, sixteen to eighteen point guy. He replaces the Brockington production offensively just like that. And I think this team's upside is in higher because you're going to guard just as well. Maybe not metric-wise, but you have the potential to rim at least. And then I really like the setup with a bench and the starters and you have more depth. Well, even like so. put like Condit, a comp to Ashun. Yeah, Ashun's like, better than Condit. That's what I'm saying. Like I, Ward is. Ward's better than Robert Jones. Yeah, so like even... Just From a defensive one. standpoint, yes. like you're already significantly better in the front court, and man, I would hope that they're better offensively. I mean, we That's, you can't. It's going to be hard to get much worse. Yeah. in the Big Twelve at yeah. least. So, then, but then like you've got to come up with the Brockington numbers, and I, I think Hunter's freshman numbers will be achievable by those other guys. But you've got to find somebody who can put thirty in. Yeah, who gets you thirty in a yeah. night if you need to, yeah. if you need thirty tonight? And that's AJ. Nobody on the roster right now can do it. Uh, that's Gabe, AJ. Gabe's done it twice. Yeah, it's AJ. But Gabe's also done it with Brockington beside him, and right, like if Gabe's like the number one scorer, then that becomes a problem. Yep, AJ AJ takes a bubble team oh, to I think a top a top seven seed, top six seed next year. Like I think he's that big of a bump. I agree because he's one. He's, he is. He is the best player remaining in the portal. So it'd be a huge get, and it's a win-win for him. Though I mean, I'm excited for him. If he doesn't go to Iowa State, it means he got some good news from the NBA. Yeah, and I just that's what he's wanted to do. From from understanding that game a little bit, that is really rare. That that you get something like that. The Taylor Horton Tucker situation is unique. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not. Well, that had to do with his agency. Right. More than anything. Yeah, this is they wanted to lock up LeBron and on and on and on. So, I think Iowa State will, uh, well, I'm optimistic at least. I'm optimistic. I I like Iowa State's chances here, but I do not know. <laughs> and it's, it. so let's let's transition that into the, the Tyrese Hunter conversation because well, I think they go hand in hand. Let's do that here in a minute though because right. I just wanted to. You got, you got something? Well, there's tornado watches in the area. I hope everyone stays safe. But the point is, you might not. <laughs> And that's why I want to tell you about my friend Hope Wood. How fast can she do a, a will in three hours? She can do a will in a day. I know that. I may at least get it written down on the email. If you go to hopewoodjd.com, you can find Hope's will in a day promotion. If you use the uh, promo code FANATIC, that's a promo code FANATIC for scheduling, you're going to get $50 off. Your will in a day. I'm going to do this this summer. I, I keep saying that. <laughs> I mean, you've got mine to get on her right now. Well, find we, her email address. Say, watch. Hey, hope in case this. T- <laughs> All right, here are my assets. Here are my assets. Let's. I want them to go to my dog. <laughs> uh, check her out. Uh, she's she's phenomenal. It's a beautiful website, by the way. Hopewoodjd. Yeah. Com. Good good Des Moines skyline. Tyrese Hunter to Texas. Horns down. Uh, this is an interesting fit. I, I, I had heard, um, you know, I'd heard a lot. Kansas for a while thought that they had a pretty good shot. Um, Tennessee was the late comer. 
they were the front runner, like underneath the uh, surface. Yeah. Like if you start working your sources a little bit, yeah. like Tennessee was kind of the one that that thought. I have one source tell me, an Iowa State source, and I thought this was interesting that they wouldn't be that concerned if he went to Texas because they thought it was a bad mix with Carr and whatnot, which I thought was interesting. Uh, and you, admittedly, you're more up on this than I am at this point. But what what do you think about this mix it's in, weird. in Texas and the Big 12 and Chris Beard and all that good stuff? It's a strange choice. Now, again, Tyrese, it's pretty well known. I mean, Jamie Pollard even said as such that he's a young man that signed an agent yeah, and I mean, was trying to get Pollard name, said. image, yeah. and, and, and uh, I mean, so I think there's you have to understand the background there. Nothing wrong with that. We've explained Tyrese's background. Everybody knows it. But the actual roster fit is super but, weird. And that would also make sense why Tennessee was such a player, if you know about their yeah, situation. Their collective is, yeah. is, is, is Probably, nice It's top strong. five in the country. But so you've got Marcus Carr, who's back, and had a really disappointing year. He's kind of a combo guard. You know, Marcus Carr needs the ball. And then you've got Tyrese there who, who, who will start. they got a couple two five-star guards coming in. They've got Timmy Allen back, who's a forward. they got another guy from New Mexico State who is a guard. But they don't have any bigs. So it's like, if, if from a pure basketball standpoint, Texas doesn't have any bigs. Their best big is still Christian Bishop, who's 6'7", you know, the old Creighton transfer, who's fine. And um, Creighton that's won the about national it. title this year, man. Who? Creighton. Creighton's in top 15 team. They're legit. Yeah, they're good. So Texas will be ranked in the top 15 most likely. But from a roster construction standpoint, they don't have a big that they can that can score consistently. And they don't have a shooter either. It's a bizarre mix. And Tyrese is not either of those things. So you think the Big 12 setting up to be like another knockdown drag? Oh, it's going to be... Go through the rosters now. It'll finally, we'll finally be able to do that here in ten days. Hopefully, when everything's settled out, yeah, I can, have can no somebody idea. Put that all on paper for it's me. It's a mess. I was just going <laughs> through it, just trying to put my kid to bed tonight because I knew we were going to talk about. Yeah, I don't know. Like so, if you look at the top twenty-five for the preseason next year, uh, there's three teams in the top ten in some spots. Can you guess them? Well, Kansas. Yep, but they have more turnover than pretty much anybody. Yeah, but they're still Kansas. They're Kansas. Like they're, yep. they're getting... They're going to have a, a new great villain at Kansas. His name is Grady Dick. Grady Dick? Yep. Okay. Get used to it. Where, where does he come from? He's a high school kid, five-star. Oh, okay. I think he's from Kansas. Why do you call him a villain? Is he a... Just, he's got like a little J.J. Reddick, oh, a little, okay. uh, a little gotcha. Grayson Allen to him. Uh, Tech has done well on the trail, right? Yeah, but they're not. They're not top. 10. They're not top twenty-five yeah. by most. So I mean, it would have to be Texas would be nope. the other one. No, Baylor. Baylor. They're always up there. So Meyer just transferred. He's not. He's going to back. Illinois. Yep, I saw. But they have um, oh L J Fryer. They're just good. Flagler's back. Yeah. Um, Flo Thamba's back, and they've recruited really well. But there's a dark horse. It's going to be. I think. Like if, if when the Lions come out and you want to make like get a value pick, and no one's going to think about this team, throw some money on them. Who TCU? Man, they TCU. They were really coming good on at the end last yep. year. They return all six starters. They two of their guys that declared for the NBA both came back this weekend, and they've got three big time transfers coming in. So I think Jamie Dixon finally is at that point. He's, well, he's a good coach. He's, and then, you know, Mike Miles has a chance to be an all-Big 12, maybe player of the year this year. They're deep. They've got talent. They're big. I think TCU's a team, just based on paper, 
they'll be picked in the top 15. People don't think about TCU basketball. I think this is finally the time where they're going to start to make themselves known. So they're actually going to be picked third, probably. And they're being that top 15. Texas is right there. Uh, Tech's really good, but they have a whole new team again. A lot of talent. I don't know. I mean, so, Tech is similar to Iowa State in yeah. the sense that it's like it all came together last year. And that would they be. They lost a bunch. I mean, if, if AJ commits, even so, like, that would be the next storyline is like, all right, last year you got all these guys to buy in. Can you do it again? The, the soccer field workouts, all that stuff was great. Like, will this group buy into that? Great point. As well. It's and that's the, that's the next storyline. The tech message boards are all saying, I think we're ta- more talented than we were last year. But you can't recreate. I mean, the, what made that team so good was they were so locked in and, and cohesive defensively. And, you know, a guy like Bryson Williams comes in, uh, that Adrian Amos, come, whatever his name was, the big uh, Adrian Arms, I should say, came in. And those guys really gelled. I, can you do it again with the new, eight new guys? Same with Iowa State. It's a great point by you. I don't know. But I think Tech and Iowa State, if AJ comes, will be in that 5-6 area. And then Oklahoma State has, has reloaded with some transfers, but also lost a bunch. Uh, Kansas like State's 10, right? K-State's probably 10. Yeah. yeah, West Virginia's got a bunch of new bodies, but they... Just wonder how he's going to do Huggins in this new era. He's He's gotten he's got three JUCOs and five transfers coming in. So he's got a completely... He's, he's like overhauled the whole thing. juggling. Yeah. And he's got he's brought in a lot of guys. I mean, if you look at their their, their portal classes, like top five, one of them's the kid from Iowa, um, guard. Oh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Not uh, Tucson. Tucson. But I don't know with them. Uh, K-State's going to take them. I think they're they're comfortably – them in West Virginia I think 9 he's, and 10. I think he'll actually be a good coach there. In time. Yeah. I agree. And I then, think uh, he's going to play the game, if you know what I mean. And then Oklahoma's – From what I understand. Oklahoma's probably eight right now, C-Dub. Like, I, I think they've got some guys, but they lost some too. So. Never thought he would do well in the Big 12. It's – He's just got feels yeah, like Grove, he's, one of the Groves brothers is back, but it's just like I yeah. don't know. They're just kind of there. They're just kind of there. They'll win some games. They'll be a tough out at home. Good way. And he he's a good surprise. coach. I think he's smart. He's a, I think he's a do good, they have the guys? Yeah, I don't know. So I, if 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 I'm scoring at home right now, I think Iowa State's right there at five or six with AJ. And if without AJ, you're probably nine. then eight, nine, ten. You just but, but you're you don't have enough at, firepower, but you're still going to win some games because of your D. But like you'd. Like at some point, like the whole like forties and fifties things. Yeah, it's not sustainable. Yeah, over stretches, which we saw last year. But if you look at Ken Pomeroy's got already doing this stuff, the Big Twelve is not even. It's in its different stratosphere compared to everybody else, as far as preseason expectations. So it'll be, why I com- think, it'll be the best conference again next year. It's kind of why I think AJ ends up in Ames, though, because it's like, I mean, compare the roster to Duke, right? Like. Who, where are you going to get more of an opportunity to show your stuff? Like, you're going to have the ball in your hands all the He's time. Gonna, if he wants it, he can get 20 shots a game in Ames. Yeah. And he will have to. Cause yeah. And it's actually a lot like his role at UNI the past two years. And he was really good at it. Yeah. But now the question for him is, can he do it against better competition? Well, the Big 12 is the best you can get. So, I think it's, I, basketball will be interesting. I think you're. I think you've got Kansas and Baylor are going to be in the top 10. TC is going to be close. Texas will be in the conversation to be ranked, but I don't know if you have a dominant team like Texas or like uh, Kansas and Baylor were at times last year. I think it's even more parity next season. Quick shout out to our friends at Gravitate Coworking. Uh, Jeff was telling me, 
from Gravitate Coworking that a lot of people now, like the thing that a lot of, a lot of folks are doing is because people are working from home now more than ever, but they still need to have meetings. Yeah. So they're renting out meeting rooms at Gravitate Coworking. He said that's like their big thing right now that they're getting a lot of this traffic. So check them out at gravitatecoworking.com because you can't do every meeting on Zoom nope. and you can't do like at Panera Bread, right? Nope. Like because people can eavesdrop and all that. Like, so, I serious. think people are losing the – I've talked to some people who are just like they're – Zoomed out. There's uh, Zoomed out for a while, but even you're, – you're seeing now in industry, this could be something, and Jeff, Jeff realizes, but more and more companies, their turnover rate is higher than ever. Now, part of that is the wage situation where people can get higher wages now, so they're kind of jumping jobs. But because of the Zoom generation and the lack of contact with real-world people, people don't have the loyalty or the connection to organizations anymore. Interesting. So, Makes sense. So if you want to have meetings in person and, and you're, you're working remote for most of the time, having a, you'd be amazed at how much even a little touch of in-person can mean for, for loyalty and continuity. GravitateCoworking.com. Check them out today. Big the, organizational development guy here. I, I We don't – you're very good at it. <laughs> we don't have to spend a ton of time on this, but I do think it's worth mentioning that uh, Jamie Pollard has mm. called out the NCAA. This is from a guy that was on the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee. This is a direct quote from Jamie's Twitter post. It was and from we'll, track and field, yeah, track and field controversy. Well, we'll tell you about it here in a minute, but a, a direct quote from Pollard. It is clearly time for radical change, end quote. He's referencing the NCAA, and uh, he, he wrote out a whole uh, long paragraph, and it had to do with his son. Right, the Iowa State track team. Correct, and his son was, I mean, really tragic and from a sports standpoint. Yeah. In the 10K. In the 10K, like the guy tripped in front of him and took him out. Took him out. And basically kept him out of the finals because he would have gone on to represent Iowa State in the finals of the 10K. And Jamie is, I mean, from we only have Jamie's side here, but it seems pretty rightfully pissed off about this that they did some investigating. There wasn't even an NCAA committee representative at the meet. That was the embarrassing part. Yeah, and and there's just a lot. But, like, the point where it's just – you and you just wonder, with everything going on in college athletics, Bloom, when Pollard writes at the end of this – because, again, it's about track and field, but this – He knew he knew when he wrote this. <laughs> this quote yeah. just seems really strong. It is clearly time for radical change. When we're talking about breakaways from the NCAA – there's going to be a new commissioner. That's a really big quote by one of the most tenured athletic directors in the country. Yeah, I mean, if this is one thing where you're the AD at UCF and you're trying to win a PR battle by saying, hey, no, we deserve a national championship on paper, that was all just, you know, surface level. Hey, we want, I'm trying to make good for my fan base. This is about a sport that nobody really pays attention to. But that just clearly Jamie very emotional, being that it's his son. Right, but I think it's even more powerful. Absolutely, this isn't like Buzz Williams being pissed for you know not making the NCAA tournament for A and M and throwing a fit, or like the UCF guy throwing a fit over the playoff when they never had a chance anyway. This is a sport that, if not for this, we wouldn't be talking about this tonight. No, which I think 
makes even more of an impact because if you're willing to go to bat, and I th- this is a credit why Jamie is, is great at what he does and why Iowa State is fortunate to have him, is he feels, if you ask him in, a, in an honest moment, his biggest responsibility as an AD isn't to make Iowa State money, isn't to win a bunch of championships. It is to look out for those 400 student-athletes. It just so happens that the one is his son, and obviously there's an emotional connection there. But I, I know for a fact, if that's any of the other track and field folks that got tripped and caught up in that and then unable to advance the finals, uh, he would have been just as staunch in his defense. And I, I think that's what makes him a good AD and represents all the student-athletes. It's why those student-athletes like being at Iowa State because he's going to look out for them. But it, it really is unfortunate. And um, But when Jamie wrote that, he knew it wasn't just a, hey— and this is this is just going to go over to you know a couple of my followers. No, this 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 will reach the highest level. To be honest, too, I again I've been driving all day. I haven't had enough time to look at all this. I I, I saw what happened to Thomas last week. Tweeted about it and stuff. I mean, it was tragic. But he, I, I would guess, this is getting going to get picked up. When you have a power five eighties, you know who's on the committee. He's well. He's not this run-of-the-mill guy. Right? He's sourced he's out all over the he place. He isn't new to the game. Yeah. This this will be, if it's not, yeah, I, I would guess that one of these national guys picks this up. Well, and it would be interesting if, if... Does something with it. If you make a connection then to... Because I think the, the broad point here is bureaucracy at the NCAA level is getting in the way of all rational decision-making. Which has been the case for a long time. It's what I've been saying for, for weeks, Bloom, about... If if they would have freaking just done something in 1995, <laughs> they wouldn't have this NIL problem like they have now. Just think how long like, it just takes forever for If they things. just would have let these guys go out and sign some autographs and make some money 15 years ago, we would not be in this mess that we are right and now. And then the problem with the NCAA always is it feels so bureaucratic and like a machine that you don't even have people there to make the decision at some you know, sport code in, in Indianapolis who's telling these track guys, even though from the from Jamie's account, the people on the ground there said, no, absolutely, those guys should have a chance to re-qualify or whatever the process is. But it's almost like the old uh, Enron too big to fail thing the NCAA has gotten this ego and has for so long that when it fails, C-Dub, it's going to come crashing down, you know, just like Enron did. Because when you get so bloated and so and you're big, doing all sorts of like really intelligent. No, but I'm just saying, like you, you get to such a level that when when you, if you get so big, the only way to fall is not just like to segment it out and re. No, you're going to go down hard, and I think we're in the early stages of when you get respect to people like Pollard starting to call you out. Yeah, like that he doesn't take that lightly. This is and he's Gene Smith is in the last month has said similar things of. We got to break away. We got to do these uh, things. Like these are Swarbrick from Notre Swarbrick. Dame. I mean, these are conversations that aren't just happening in public. They're, you know, these guys are talking behind the scenes. And in reality, is if the if the big players want to break away, I don't think there's anything the NCAA can do outside of federal legislation. And they've got their own issues at the federal level right now. So I this we are in the early stages of some some transformative times in the NCAA and they can either try and be more nimble or I think eventually these power conferences just break away. Now you may have the NCAA in charge of the Olympic sports or you may not. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, they, they've completely neutered themselves by getting too big. 
and too bureaucratic for their own good. I feel like you're talking about our government. Well, there are some connections there. <laughs> We're just going to move on. Move on from that. <laughs> no, but it's there. It, there is something it's, it's to. It's true, though. Like, have you ever tried? If you get too big, you cannot address things on the ground. Have so you quickly. ever tried to like get a hold of any government agency, like federal, like to talk to a person? Thankfully, it's Im- no. No, but you really like it's hard. Yeah, I've, I've got. It's a, impossible. Yeah. Now we're gonna get, now we're getting audited by the IRS. Williams, good job. <laughs> but I'm serious. I'm just making a point. There's there's people out there listening right now. They preach preach a good word, Williams. All right. Um, last topic I had for us today, or I had two more on the podcast. The SEC last week started murmuring about yeah staging its own playoff. I think it's bullshit. It is. I don't think they would actually do this. Actually, I think that they they might try because I think Sankey and those guys are arrogant enough to do it. I don't think it would work. I think their TV ratings would drop. I think that a lot of the re- – you and me are a great example. When we – let's say Iowa State has a bye week. You and me watch a lot of football together. Yep. Which games do we normally watch? Oh, well, whatever the, the national ones. The Big 12 first. Yep. Big 12 is always first. Always first. We'll always watch Kansas State and Texas Tech. It'll always before, be on the main the main. Screen. Right. And my, and my point is, like, we will still watch the big national games because it's like, eh, it still it's, impacts it's Iowa State. Yeah, we may have 10 bucks on it. Yeah, right. But my point is, if, like, if the SEC is just like, hey, we're going to do our own thing. It's just us, and uh, we're just going to do our own thing now. I don't think I would be that interested in it. Like, mm. honestly, like, I'll still watch... Big 12, Big 10, like whoever impacts Iowa State, like that will still be my thing. Would I ignore Alabama and LSU? I I don't think I'd ignore it, but I wouldn't make it a point either. Just like I don't make it a point as a Vikings fan, I don't make it a point to watch the Patriots games. Yeah, you're not watching the AFC South. Right, like – now I will like if in a year that the Vikings are going to go 13 and 3, like it happens every 10 years, then I'm more locked in. I, I, if you're an Ohio State fan, like, are you going to, if, if the SEC is like, we're just going to do our own playoff at the end of the year, why would Ohio State and Michigan fans be tuned into the Ole Miss, um, Texas a and game? Like, it doesn't impact them anymore. I think they'd see a big dip in ratings. Just my opinion. I don't know. I think that they are getting a little bit too big for their britches. I think this would be a disastrous move for ESPN to go in on this, too. So it brings up a, a really interesting discussion. Is this an ESPN move or is this an SEC move? Follow me here. Okay. Because we all know last year ESPN was a player in the whole Texas and Oklahoma being added to the we SEC believe, situation. Yeah, the Bullsby's correct and that they were basically trying to kill the Big 12 and help their partner, the American. Yes. Which would have put like Iowa State in the American. And by doing that, then it destabilizes. Then it lessens their their contract. They have to pay the Big Twelve. Correct. And they get out of the Longhorn Network thing, which they will anyway. Which they were paying twenty million dollars for. Nobody watches. But do you are they? We've talked about the Disney stock price comparison of the giant tech companies. If is ESPN better off by destabilizing the sport, and then. That means the Amazons, the Dis or the Apples, the Netflixes don't want in because it's not worth their time. 
you know, is ESPN better off by not having a healthy college football and just having this super SEC, which they're going to have all the rights to? So while the ratings won't be as good as they used to be, they'll still be better than what everybody else has, you know? And then that would then mean Amazon and Netflix and Apple won't want to participate. So that's just a thought I had this week of, are they purposely trying, while they still have the cash and they have the rights to the SEC, are they better off by having the rest of college football kind of an abyss? That's interesting. So my initial thought, I hadn't gone there. My initial thought was... That'd be like a, like a Machiavellian type move to is, destroy everything else. house of cards. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> so I was wondering, is Greg Sankey just... Because he's pissed. He's mad at the... Yeah, he's at the, the playoff. The playoff. It's all about the playoff deal because him and Bullsby and the, the guy from the Mountain West and uh, Swarbrick. The Notre Dame guy. Yeah. Yeah. They all got together, and they came up with this great playoff plan. I mean, we all were kind of like, this is great. You know, but the Big 12's like, well, yeah, but you did that, and you had already and you stolen knew. our prop. Like, this is a different deal now. I Meanwhile, like, so from what I understand, people inside the business have told me, like, it's not really the number of teams. It's more about how the money's split up. And the SEC's thought was, if there's a 12-team playoff, in this setup where there's all these automatic bids, but then there's, we're going to get like five every year. And then we're going to get this giant chunk of money Mm -hmm. and we're going to expand our revenue over everybody else. And I think because like they, they put out the games. uh, I think it was our guy Mandel front of the program. Apparently doesn't like Cody road. I don't know how it's great stuff. Yeah. Enjoying it. I mean, you never think this. So I, I, just, I wouldn't. So, yeah. I, my point is, I wouldn't know right. if he enjoyed Correct. the gift or not. He he put out like what the playoff would have been because the, the report is that the SEC would take its like top eight and do their own thing, and they would basically claim to be the national champion. And that'd be it. Yeah, it wouldn't be a playoff. And so that would impact bowl games. That would impact a lot of people, which is kind of stupid for ESPN. I mean, they're they're kind of killing their own bowl system that they profit off of greatly. But it was like the games were not that good. Oh, yeah. I mean, who's that? <laughs> it was like Mississippi State versus Bama in the first yeah, round. Okay. I, I just, my, my whole thing is like, is this that valuable? No, like, I, I, you know, like, I think this is a giant ass bluff yeah. where they're, they're uh, saying, exactly hey, all you, all you peasants, you, turn, you screwed us on our playoff deal. Like, we had a deal. You turned your back on it. And now we're talking about what we could do, not what we will do. Because I... I think this is a very short-sighted move. I could see why they would think that like they're that powerful, but I, I think that for here's the deal: like the SEC got to be what it is now because it kicks everybody's ass. Yeah, they won what? How many of the last twenty like, national like championships? Fifteen, 15 or, or something. twenty, something. Like that. They always win the title. They produce the most draft picks. They kick everybody's ass. Therefore, they're the big big dog. They're the big dog on the block, right? Well, if there's no other dogs on the block, what are you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and there's still going to be, this is my thing. There's still the same amount of players. All of these guys aren't just going to go to these SEC schools and be third and fourth string. It's not going to happen. They they, they want to play. Mm -hmm. You have to play to get to the next level. This seems very short-sighted to me. I think it's a bluff. I don't think they would actually do this. 
It is. Because so think about this. The major move the SEC has made in the last two years was grabbing Texas and Oklahoma. How much did you hear about that until it happened? Nothing. None. Yeah, great point. I mean, like, great never, point. You will never... You will never... Best point of the night. Thank you, Bloom. Well, you will never sh- advertise what you're going to do yeah. if... This the real stuff is going to happen they're, quickly. They're trying to get all the Big Twelve ads to go. Oh my God, we're going to lose our playoffs. Yeah. We're going to lose it's, our access to the playoffs. They're trying, we need to. They're, it's bully ball, and it's really the Big Twelve is one thing. I mean, the Big Twelve wanted the playoffs still. They still voted for it, and they, they should. In my the, opinion, the Big Ten and the ACC and the Pac twelve are the ones the, that the gave alliance. it the kibosh. The alliance, the, the Big Twelve, has no business turning down nope. a playoff. You, spot. you, you need as long as seat. you have one, you're good. You need your your chip in a chair. So I don't know. I, I, I saw that. I'm like, okay, Greg, that was kind of my thought. <laughs> okay. So we we had the same opinion. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Go come at me when, like, if if I hear something that's like, oh no, it comes out of nowhere. That's sometimes a little bit more concerning than when he brings up his own story and say, hey, we might do this. Okay. All right. Man, I'll never forget the. Uh, I'll never forget that day when that, that Texas was, that was and Oklahoma a bad deal. Story. I was in the state it, of Texas. It literally when that it so broke I mean, five minutes before I went on the air. I had just gotten back from Big Twelve Media Days. I'll never forget that it, day. And it was. It seems so unreal. Well, but it, and it was from source people though. So it, the media yeah. I saw who were all like, "Oh, oh, this no. is real." Yeah, it was a bad deal. But no, I'm not. I'm not fearful of. An SEC playoff. I mean, if they want to break away, they're going to have to add more regional teams outside of the SEC. That would be threatening C-Dub. Like if they grab Clemson and a, and a Michigan and Ohio State and a USC, okay, we can talk then. But as long as Michigan and Ohio State are still around and in a separate conference, those schools will still get attention outside the SEC. All right, that, that's all I got. That's That's the docket. <laughs> For me, we got AJ Greenwatch. AJ Greenwatch. Feel like we might have to have an emergency podcast on Wednesday potentially. Don't you? I'm I mean, for if it. If AJ Green be the best, commits, I mean, you go down the transfer commitment rankings. He'd have to be near the top. Top five. He's yeah, not at the time. Be, yeah. I mean, Brockington was way better than anybody thought he would. Oh be, no, I thought you meant like right now in college basketball. He's, oh yeah, he's a top five. Yeah, transfer. but say for Iowa State, would he be the best all time transfer? Well. What do you mean? So, like, proven? I mean, yeah. he's a two-time Valley Player of the Year. Yeah, he's got to be the most proven. I mean, Royce was the most hyped because of his high school he was profile. He McDonald's All-American. Yeah. And, and AJ was not. But Royce never really played. At yeah, and, and Royce was such a risk at the time. Like, you did Giant. just didn't know. Man. You didn't know if he could make that, it through that sit-out year. Royce, Royce White's time at Iowa State belongs in the Williams I feel like book. Corey Lucius was a big-time transfer. He was. He had accomplished a lot. He had. That's good. That's a good Will one. Will Clyburn was a pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah. But AJ's the two-time Valley Player of the Year with, like, legitimate a pro future. I, yeah. I, it's And, again, the difference between an NIT team and probably a top 6-7 seat next year. So, I think the Big 12 is up for grabs, too. Like, I, this isn't, in my opinion, now, this, it'll, we'll, we'll know more in December. To me, it was always Kansas and Baylor, and Baylor was not really healthy all year and still wasn't all the way up until the end of the tournament. We're always going to be yeah. hard to beat for Iowa State. I think the, the top eight in the Big 12 next year, there's so many moving pieces, it's really hard to know, but I, I wouldn't say anybody's just far and away more talented. Your number one team in the country next year is going to be North Carolina, and it's going to be tough for anybody to beat them. 
But yet they were an eight seed, just like. Is, are people just going to hate them? Yeah. Well, they they got everybody back. And they're all like, we know they're yeah. all getting. Just, they're already not friends. Or like, do you hate the Blue Bloods more now? I, don't, I like. Do you hate Kansas more now? I kind of do. Yeah. If they're gonna if they're gonna continue to play this game where they're just poaching, then yes, then yeah, they'd be very hateable. I would have been really resentful of Bill Self had he taken Tyrese. I am glad he went to Texas <laughs> and not Kansas. Yeah, because yeah. like I can still kind of like Self now. Maybe not, but, but hey, no, I have. He's he's a smooth I've operator. Talk, I've talked about this. I want to hate him. I think they're going to be overrated to start the year, but then they'll probably come on in March and prove me wrong. I want to hate Bill Self. I do too. But he's so damn charismatic. You know, he sells me. He's he, got a lot of uh, thrown politics. He's like I got a lot of Bill Clinton in him. I kind of think he's like a new old ball coach. He's got some Spurrier, yeah, that's you good because you know Spurrier was doing some stuff under the table. Oh, like, oh, it's just the ball coach. Absolutely. And then he's so like, you know, he's got that accent. Well, now, like so self back, just kind of like grins at you. Back to the NCAA. Is, is Kansas just going to be like in this interim <laughs> period of forever? When are they going to be under probation? <laughs> I don't know. This is insane. This is I crazy. cannot believe what we let them, That's that we as, a, as an industry let that program no, was, win a national title. It was when I started my job. Like, I remember the joke. day. It was September of 2017 when that FBI thing came out. It's been five, almost Everybody five else has gotten what in trouble. What are we trouble. doing, Bill? Anyway, that hammer will come eventually. <sighs> and then they'll give him another lifetime contract. And then they'll give contract. him a second lifetime. Unbelievable. You know, he should see uh, Hopewood. <laughs> He's got to have a lot of assets by now. I, I would think that Bill Self would be one of her top clients. I would, if, I would hope uh, so. If, it, that, hey, Hope, I know you're good. That might take more than a day. Right, some blind trust and some other things. Well, blowing up the will in a day. Yeah. yeah, I'm into that. All right. English, bring us home. We'll be back uh, normal normal Sunday next week. Sorry about that. I was down south. No, cheers to that. I, I, we're good. Cody Rowe tastes the same. Cody Rowe tastes, in fact, it might be better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God bless y'all. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed your long weekend. For Bloom, I'm Williams. Out. Give us a strong rating, please. We'd like that. Later. So devoted, devouring, delicious, a sin.